You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk about the power of hustle with Christine Lalonde, who's been an insider in the Hollywood entertainment business, but has also worked as an event coordinator and is now creating her own dating show and docuseries. Check it out. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for healing, growth, empowerment, and personal development. Today's theme is the power of hustle. So I am introducing Christine Lalonde, a woman who is a gift for hustle in business. Christine is the host of 50 Shades of BS podcast. I'm just abbreviating it. She uses the full name, of course. And she is the creator of a dating reality show, a mom, an actress, and a model. And on top of all that, she's an event coordinator. Unbelievable. Christine, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Me too. So Christine and I met on Clubhouse mm-hmm. and it was funny because we were having a side conversation that was an aside from what was going on in the, in the room. And <laughs> it, I, my joke was that like, uh, well, I didn't find a date, but I found somebody way better. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. It was so great meeting you. Seriously. Um, Me too. I meet some incredible women. So we were having a conversation when we were prepping for the show yeah. and you were talking about your five door approach to hustle. So could you tell us more about that? Yeah. When I first moved to LA, uh, I was, you know, just starting out um, here in the business. I'd already been in the business for about 12 years. And when I mean the business, I mean modeling and acting. And I was in Chicago and Detroit and I was all over the country and gone out of the country a few times. But I came to LA uh, on a modeling contract and I was doing so many different things and I wanted to learn so much about the business that I had all these things going on and these people were saying, you know, why are you doing so much? You should focus on one door, you know, hone your craft. And when that door opens, you're ready. And I said, well, I find that ridiculous because what if that's the one door that doesn't open? Uh-huh. You know, what if nothing ever comes of that? Not that I don't believe in myself because, you know, I do. So I said, well, I believe that if I do all these five, six, different things, then, you know, who's to say what door is going to open? And then I can bring in all those other things. And they said, well, you should just focus on one and hone that. And I said, you know, one thing about me is that I, I never do something unless I'm really, really good at it. And so I'm going to be prepared for any door that opens. And then I can bring those things with me. Hey, everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, Please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. That's fantastic. So I really relate to that philosophy 
And I think a lot of women in business do because, mm-hmm. because our brains work so differently because we have these commercial fibers in our brains. We can work with a lot of things at the same time. Yeah, It's harder for the gentlemen to do that because of the way their brains are wired. But for, <laughs> yeah. And it's true, but for it women, is. a lot of us, we have to do a lot of different things simultaneously. And true. Um, yeah. I think the foresight of that is incredible and the pragmatism because you're like, well, I've got all these different possible venues of, for mm-hmm. success in business. I can work on them all. And not everybody has the capacity to just sit with one thing and do that. It gets incredibly right. boring, right? Well, I <laughs> agree with it. you. I get really <laughs> bored with things and um, I feel like things become too monotonous. So yes. it's like when I drive somewhere, I can't drive the same route all the time. I have to change it up. If I'm doing something uh, and it's continual, continual, I have to change it up. That's why I like the career I have because every single time it's different. That's so great. No matter what. Right. So you have creativity and you have freedom. It's really yeah. interesting when I do emotional healing work with people, Sometimes they have a fear of routine. And I think a lot of creative people have that. (laughs) And so it's great. So you have your five doors of hustle or however many doors it is at the time. And so you're working on all these different projects, which is Mm -hmm. amazing because you've done a lot of different things. So you are, you've, you've worked for studios, you've modeled, right? You've opened businesses, you've gotten married, you've gotten divorced and you open an event coordinating business. I did. And can you tell us, you took that from $250 to a six figure business. How long did it take I you did. to do that? Um, you know, with business, you know, the first two to three years are the hardest and you just have to keep going. And I think also during those first three years, I was literally working for any vendor that I could, meaning I reached out and said, Hey, I've got this business and they're all excited for me. And I said, look, if there's anything you need, I will do it for you so that I know more about your business and it keeps money coming in for me. And then, you know, we're there for each other. After three years, it it really started growing and I no longer had to work for other (laughs) vendors anymore. And because I was a single mom, I had to pay bills. Yeah. So I had to keep roof, roof over our heads and I had to feed my children. So um, I think between year five and six is when things really started picking up and uh, it grew to a six figure business. And then COVID, you know, knocked the piss out of that. Right. And, and right. then I had to pivot again. Right. And so one of the things you mentioned is like, when you're talking about that, you're talking about building relationships. What can I do for you? And you're also talking about the fire under your rear end that Mm -hmm. a lot of single women have to, to make things work. So you, you did that. So what happened with COVID COVID changed everything, right? Then what did you do? Well, you know, throughout the years, um, from when I first moved here, I was 30 years old. And a lot of people thought that I still looked in my early 20s, thank goodness. Uh And so I really had, you know, not a problem stepping into the acting and modeling world. But I started learning about production and casting and anything with filmmaking that I could possibly do. 
So I always had this dream of, you know, producing and directing a documentary. And that was always in the back of my head. And I retired from modeling and acting when I was 43. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you, what do you mean? You don't even look like you're 43 now. We're on Zoom, everybody. So. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and when I was 40, that's, I think it was about 40, 41 is when I started my uh, production, my event production company for coordinating. And so during that time, um, I just kind of left the event it, oh, I went into the event world and left the production world kind of behind. Um, but I was working for a lot of celebrities doing their parties and doing a lot of corporate stuff. So I was still in the area, the arena, but I wasn't really doing it. So during COVID, um, it really completely obliterated the event coordinating business uh, because, you know, you just weren't doing events. I did a handful of them for my clients who were in their backyard, which was great. But, you know, honestly, the, it just went nowhere. And I really thought, you know, am I going to be ever to retire on this? And the word is no. And plus, I, I'm in my 50s now and I can't keep working as physically hard as I do for very much longer. I mean, my body is starting to feel it. So I, I you know, was like, I manifest a lot and I was really manifesting and manifesting. I thought, okay, when I go to sleep tonight, I need to really think about what direction I'm going and how I'm going to go. So I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and there was my documentary. It just was there. In and I, mind? yeah, it like just it was like, it, I could see it. It was like a vision. And I flew out of bed, got in front of my computer. I registered it. I, I copyrighted it. I started writing it out. And I called people that I wanted to be part of it. And I just hit the ground running. And that was about a year and a half ago. And it evolved from a documentary to a docuseries. Wow. So wait, so wait. So the hustle was making phone calls, connecting with people. Were you asking for what you needed? I mean, that's active. You know, when we talk about manifesting, because I know you know about this too, there's the conception or the feminine aspect of manifesting, which is yeah. visualizing it, gestating it. And then the, the young or masculine side of that is actually physically making it show up in the real exactly. world. Right. Yeah. So your yeah. hustle, your hustle was going out there and communicating with people, talking with people. Did you yeah. get a lot of no's? Did you get a lot of no's in that? You did no. not. Uh-huh. Because That's again, what's very, very important to me is the relationships that I've built over the 24 years that I've lived here in the event business, in, in the production business, it, it, anywhere. I will do anything. Well, I'll do a lot for people and everybody yeah. knows my heart and my soul and they know I'll do anything for them without asking anything in return, because I really believe that when you do something for somebody, it may not come back from them. It's going to come back from somewhere else. So for I, truly, sure. I truly believe that. So when I started saying to everybody, Hey, I'm doing this docu-series now. And they're like, what can we do to help? And That's so fantastic. I built a team. That's awesome. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to hear about how Christine's Hustle helped her create that docuseries. Um, and we're going to hear a little bit more about that in just a moment.
This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we're back. So, Christine, tell us about your docuseries. It's called... Yeah, it's called Hollywood Dreams, The Unexpected Journey. And it's really essentially about the journey people have in their lives that lead them to become, you know, part of the entertainment business, what it's been like for them as they go through it. And it's not just about somebody that is in one area. I'm talking about there are thousands of different jobs that make the entertainment business happen. And it's not just acting or modeling. It's, um, it's porn stars. It's people who started later in life. It's, um, production above the line, below the line. It's like every person design, right? Editing, uh, special effects. Yeah. The set design. Yeah. And I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So I'm talking to people who are very, very successful in their field. And I talk to them about how they got there and how they stay relevant and have they been able to stay relevant, um, what that journey's like. And then people who starting out, people who've actually done something and thought, wow, here it is. This is what's going to make my career and realize it didn't. And wow. Yeah, so we're talking to so many different people and that that led me to meeting some incredible people because I have balls of steel (laughs) and I have big ones and I go after some really big names and I had no fear and I and I knew they would not say no. And so I just just went for it and they were like so impressed and said, we'll do whatever you need. That's and I've built relationships with that. Talk about hustle. Yeah. Well, okay. So I've like, I've got a couple questions and I was joking yeah. with you before we started talking about how I hate surprises, but now I've got questions. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, first of all, it sounds like a really juicy series. Do you, do you know, do you have a release date yet when we can watch it? No, not yet. You know, of course, I hope to have it done in the next year. Uh-huh. Um, production takes so long. You know, sure. we're... I'm I'm still developing some of the stories for the people I have. I've got enough. Um, I've got enough to do three seasons of this documentary. Wow! So what I'm doing is I'm pairing up with some really great um, executive producers who have the money, and um, we are developing all the different people. I've got a lot of interviews to do for one series for one season. Okay. I've got to interview about 30 people. That's a hustle, ladies and gentlemen. My gosh, that's a lot. I mean, one interview is a lot of work. It's about three days of filming and wow. then, and then not even mentioning the editing that's going to go into that because for one episode, I'm going to have two, two to four 
you know, or three people in that episode. It's someone who's famous, someone who's trying to, they're almost there. And then someone who's just starting out or who have started and then failed and then starting again. It's that whole journey process. So I've got about two, three, four interviews to do per episode. So it's yeah. a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it sounds incredibly rewarding and fascinating. And I think a lot of people it. would really appreciate watching that. I hope so. I hope so. I, I hope to touch somebody anywhere in the world that goes, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Or, oh, I've wanted to be in the business, but I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that was a job. And now I have like a fire in me to go do that. And they were inspired by something that, that someone in my uh, series has said. I, I just, that, that means a lot to me. I hope to touch people's lives, you know, and, and open their eyes to what Hollywood is. It's not just the, you know, handful of people that they think it's about. No, no, absolutely not. And so, um, so to our listeners, keep your eyes and ears out for Hollywood Dreams, The Unexpected Journey, so that when it comes out, you can watch it because it's going to be yeah. great. So um, when you were when you were working with some of the celebrities, mm -hmm. you met some really interesting people. Do you want to share about that, about your experiences with them? Yeah, I was listening to a podcast one day and I'm obsessed with podcasts, of course. <laughs> and I, I heard that George Romero was on one of them. And George's father was the uh, writer director of uh, The Night of the Living Dead. And George um, himself, his son, uh, George, <laughs> it's too many Georges, um, carried on his father's tradition in the business, um, producing and directing uh, zombie movies. And he's creating, he's going to be in my docuseries. I'm That's awesome. very blessed. We've become friends. Uh, and he has asked me to be part of a project that he's doing that he's developing in the metaverse, um, which is blowing my mind. It's mind blown every day. And so we've actually created this, you know, working relationship together and we're doing three or four projects together now. That's fantastic. Talk about yeah. hustle. That's just, just having the confidence and um, reaching out and, you know, just talking with somebody. So just so we're really clear, everybody, Night of the Living Dead, was it 1971? I think that's the movie that started the whole zombie thing. Um, like, now, I mean, who I think knew? it was late 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Was yeah, it? Oh, my I God, my bad. My bad. Yeah. But, think, but think about that. That's crazy because um, that was like one movie and it started, mm -hmm. a, it's a business. I mean, oh. my, my kid makes Huge. jokes about the zombie apocalypse. He does zombie noises. Like, think about <laughs> it's a whole industry seriously it's a genre yeah. I mean, who yeah. knew it's crazy <laughs> oh my gosh so now on top of all that you're mm -hmm. also creating a dating show and I gotta tell you something hilarious yeah um, we were talking about this before the pod I met somebody who uh, you 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 have a dating show it has a fascinating concept I want you to tell us about it you said you were doing aud auditions in my area and I think one of my friends is going to audition for your show. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. You'll have to alert me to who that is and I'll take a look at him. I know. I Right. So what's the, what, can you tell us the name of the show? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called relocate for love and it's a dating reality show where we're taking, well, we're going to start with women. We will go to men. We'll go to trans. We'll go to gay, lesbian, awesome. we'll all across the board. Everybody deserves love. 
So it's Relocate for Love, and we find four different women from the 30s to their 60s what? at various ages and various ethnicities um, who are either able to relocate, work anywhere, and we're going to travel around the U.S., and we're going to hit different cities, and we're going to um, start out where they... They speed date with 10 men and then that narrows down to five and then they'll have a 10 minute date with those five and then it'll narrow down to two and they'll have two full dates and then they'll narrow it down to one and then we'll move on to the next city. And then at the end, they're going to decide if there's someone they connected with out of those cities, uh, if they would like to continue and if both of them would, they'll then go to each other's hometowns, meet their friends and family and see who wants to relocate and if they're going to be able to find love. That's fantastic. And the thing is, I've never seen a dating show that really included anybody above 40. I mean, have you? Um, <laughs> Do I miss honestly, it? no, no. Yeah. Mm -mm. That's, That's fantastic. Yeah. I, mean, I want to include other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. You want to include women, men, trans people, uh, people along the, spe the spectrum, LGBTQ plus, did I get it right? I hope I did. Something. Oh it's, it's, it's all the love. All the love. I think it's fantastic that you're wanting to include everybody. Yeah. That's a beautiful concept. How's that going? How are, how's creation and working with that going? Good. Um, we, I am working with some, um, well, what's going to be interesting about the show, and it's just not about throwing them out there to the wolves. We actually are, I'm pairing up with dating coaches all across the United States and matchmakers across the United States. So we are actually teaching them to put their best foot forward. We're teaching them what is their best foot. You know, what is, you know, we're not just going, oh, you got to look pretty and you got to be smart. You got to, we're talking to them about what makes a real relationship work. Um, and we're, we're helping them know how to do that. And it's not just the, the people who, the contestants, I, I call them contestants, I don't know why, but it's the, the four women or the four men. And then, but it's also, we're doing dating coaching for the men who are actually going to date them. Oh, thank so, God. <laughs> yes, I know. They need it so bad. So, oh my gosh. So in my, my dating book, I have a chapter called things women wish men knew. Yes. And we're going to, we're going to carry that with us. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> women need, I mean, the men need to know, like putting your best foot forward. Yeah. That's huge. Um, on so yeah. many levels, like, yeah. I, you know, let them see who you are without all the other, you know, the goofy stuff that goes along yeah. with dating. Let's see who you yeah. really are. I love exactly. it. So right. you had asked how far we were. We are auditioning yes. our four women right now. And we are talking with, with uh, matchmakers in all the cities that we're going to. And we are going to be matching up the 10 men with each of the women. So we're, we're not just going willy nilly, come on in. We're actually vetting these people and we're making sure that we are giving them the opportunity to really find love. This is excellent because you're setting them up for success. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, that's the goal. If that's yes. really vetting, I think that's really important. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love it. So that's Thank another you. another project that you are on, 
And then also you have your fantastic show, which is very earthy, very direct. And it is (laughs) your your podcast. It's going to be 50 shades of BS. And so I want people to make sure to to get that title and I'll put it in the show notes as well as ways to reach Christine. Uh, But because I think you should listen to her pod, because if you have your own dating experiences, I think you'll get a kick out of her show. (laughs) Well, the show, um, just so people know, you spell out the word 50 and you spell out the word BS. (laughs) So it's 50 shades of BS. And um, we, it started out because I wanted to create a show to support the docu-series I wanted to do called 50 Shades of BS. people about dating, what it's like to to modern date, uh, what it's like to find love and how to do that. So I started bringing in people talking about that, but now it's really evolving and I'm bringing in dating coaches and therapists and specialists in the dating world, helping people to know how to look for the scammers, um, what those signs are, how to be within your best self, feel comfortable within your skin, being happy, being single. So therefore when you enter a relationship that you are happy in that relationship, relationship because you're happy. Um, so I, I'm really proud of the show and I, I love it. You're going to be on it actually. I know. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to yeah. have a great time, you know, a, a lovely simplistic way, but a good way to remember that I remember about being you're happy with yourself is you don't yeah. want to be a C looking for another C. You don't want someone to complete you. You want to be an O. So you're, you're, solid whole complete under yourself so when you match yes. with somebody both of you are whole and complete which is a beautiful way to be in a relationship which i just love yeah oh my gosh i well, think you- of that as the affinity sign like you you said the whole the the complete and the complete and when you put them together you have an infinity sign yes. It's so yeah, I love that. I love, love it too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you are an, an amazing woman and you've definitely, you. have, you've definitely have hustled to create all these projects and basically to do service. You're, you're doing service for a lot of people. Yeah, thank you. Inspiring I them. It's amazing. I hope I hope to inspire people to not only know that they can find love at any age, but I hope to inspire women, men, anybody, children, young girls, that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, um, or your age, or your your ethnicity, or whether you're a woman or a man, or anything, you can do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it, as long as you believe in yourself and go for it. I mean, who would have thought a 54-year-old woman in Hollywood could just go in and take it however she wants it you know and that's huge that's huge because the ages the ages thing is a major problem in hollywood i've had other friends who worked in the business and they all said it was a huge issue and uh, ladies and gentlemen i don't know if you know this but uh people who work behind the scenes in hollywood there's ageism there too so people were in production there's ageism about people in production not just people in front of the camera which i found fascinating I, yeah, I would yeah, think yeah. they would want to know, you know, work with your knowledge and wisdom and experience, not not say no, you're too old. I, I thought that was fascinating. So, well, I'm actually having an interviewee. He's a he's a a cameraman, um, a cinematographer. He's in his 60s, wow. and he has been in the business 
for over 40 some years. And he works with this huge director and he has really worked his whole career with that director. And he's got a resume that would blow your socks off. But that director now is uh, retiring and he has to start from ground zero and he's finding out that he's aged out, that everybody wants these young videographers or you know cinematographers and he's really struggling so he's actually in the series oh that's I'm glad that you have his story there Mm -hmm. and hopefully somebody will watch that in the business and say I want to hire that guy yeah right I hope so too he's amazing and he's really really good at his craft oh obviously you can't make it in the business that long if you're you're not good you exactly good at what you do wow so do you have any um suggestions for women who, if they wanted to be more powered, what ideas would you share with them? Yeah. You know, um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you just got to believe in yourself. You you know, (laughs) you have to start baby steps, start doing little things that make you feel good. Do something crazy with your hair, Um, put on makeup every day, Uh, maybe just mascara, start with mascara, you know, go and work out those endorphins help you. But when it, once you start feeling good about yourself, then you've got to start thinking, okay, where am I going to go in my career? This is what I really want to do. You just start meeting people, making calls, have no fear. But I think the power of manifestation is huge. Manifestation is not just manifesting things. It's also training your brain to really believe that these things are going to happen. And therefore, essentially, you're believing in yourself. That's true. And and that's just how I started. True. So it's not just it's not just a a superficial trope. It's it's a process. Mm -hmm. It is. You can't just go, Whoa, I'm going to do this. I mean, I've bit my career here in LA for 24 years and, you know, it's taken 24 years to go, Oh yes, I know what I want. I know what I'm going to do. I mean, I've always had an idea. I always knew I was going to be in this business. I always knew that I could do anything. So I just would do all kinds of things. Now, all those things that those people told me not to focus on comes together because as a producer, you have to know every aspect of the business. Everything. That's amazing. It's, so, it's so like when I do events. All those doors of mm-hmm. hustle. <laughs> it's a good mm-hmm. thing you did, you did hustle in all those areas because that built up your skill set for right now at this point in time. Right. Right. You can't just know how to go find money. You, you know, as a producer, it's not just finding the money. People think it's just about the money. It's not. But if you don't know how to talk to people or build relationships for people with people to find that money, you're never going to do it. But you've got to know everything, the schedule, the, the budget, the, you know, everything. And it, you're the puppet master of the whole thing. You've got to know how to do that. And aren't you, aren't you coordinating the shooting and what happens and staying on time and staying on script if there is one and, and. But I'm also directing it. Oh my goodness. And I'm I'm casting it. I'm, I I do everything. I built the website, uh, the social media, everything. I, I, I do every single thing that has to do with it. That's, that's fantastic and impressive. Gotta say really, really impressive. So if Thank our you. listeners wanted to reach you, because you're like an incredible woman, if you're so inspiring, well, if they wanted to reach you, how could they do that? How can they reach you? Do you have a website? Yeah. 
Uh, yes, um, for the docu-series, it's called HollywoodDreamsDocDoc.com, and that's uh, just getting us, you know, started with uh, the docu-series. Uh, you can listen and email the podcast, um, Fifty Shades of, and then spell out the word BS. Um, to email me, the S part is S H Y T at gmail.com because gmail won't <laughs> let me say a bad word so it's 50 spelled out shades of bull and then shyt.com fantastic well well i'm sorry at gmail at gmail <laughs> oh what my gosh thank you so much you're so inspiring you. and i really appreciate you oh, sharing I... your time with us. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. So to our listeners, thanks for joining us today. Remember to move from your power and into your magnificence. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A, dot com.